Stuck a record on my feelings, spin the winning, how I'm dealing with the mind I do next shit. I be worried about my business, looking at the analytics, I be worried about checks. Shit, your hello name tank has a face horn, but I can see that ain't you. I can see that ain't you. Tryna blow up like a napalm, tryna make a car boom, tryna make a car boom. These type of trenches always try me, but they never could divide me from my bulletproof fast shit. And I ain't scared nobody, no man got got me, what we finna do next shit. Like, oh no. Welcome back to the movie Draft House. I'm your host, Mark, joined by co-host Efe. Hey, El Efe, baby. That's, uh, I don't know. Is that cultural appropriation? Not to say your own name in Spanish. Anyway, I'm Jeff. (laughs) Uh, Welcome back to the movie Draft House. Uh, It's a podcast where we talk movies and we draft them and we house them and flip them, them and, and reverse them and back it up and twerk boom, it. Boom, 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 chip. Yep. <sighs> yeah, it's an all-time episode tonight, boys. Well, yeah, it's almost Halloween. Um <laughs> we're, we're in the we're we're in the final stages of Vampire Month, but before we get into what we watched this week, going to plug some music. Music this month is brought to you by the the duo from Charlottesville, Virginia. Oh my gosh! Equally opposite. This they're track. a they're an alternative hip hop uh, oh duo. Oh god, it's so good. <laughs> with uh, their song "Push," uh, you can catch their music wherever you find your music at. Uh, make sure you hit the show notes for all their uh, the links to the socials. The YouTube, the Spotify's, you can catch their music wherever you get yours. Uh, we appreciate them for last use their music on the podcast. Jeff, yes, Mark. What did we watch this week? Oh, buddy, we took a trip. We got back in the 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 dirty Mark Sugar Jet. Wait, am I dirty, Jeff? Yeah, in the <laughs> sure. the dirty Jeff time machine, yep. as yep. we normally do. And it went back to 96 to watch the second of two Tales from the Crypt films called Bordello of Blood. The first one was called Demon Knight. There is very thin, minor connecting tissue between these two films, but you don't need to. You've never seen Demon Knight, right? No, of course not. And you didn't feel the need to watch it. Absolutely not. Well, not from a, I hate this, I don't want to watch anymore, but from a, am <laughs> no, I missing I, anything story-wise? No, I mean, okay. I, I didn't even, before before you just said that, I had no idea that existed. And it's really minor what's connecting the two. Um, But, uh, so, if you're not familiar with Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Crypt is a show that originated on HBO, and it was a, uh anthology show, so every episode was a new story. And so when they do Tales from the Crypt films... Same actors, which, new story. No, new right? actors. Oh, it was all new actors? Yeah, it's it's oh, like... Okay. Um, uh, what's the one that's on Netflix? The Black Mirror, right? Oh, like okay. every episode gotcha. is just... They just recast and do a new story. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and that's what they did here with the film. Um, they took the first movie, which was about demons... And then they, they did that story, and now they're doing one about vampires. It is directed by Gilbert Adler, and it stars Dennis Miller, 
Erica, uh, Elenica, yeah. uh, and then yep. uh, Chris Sarandon, who you may know as uh, Prince Humperdinck from... Yep, I know that guy. Yeah, uh, from, uh, come on, Princess Bride. <laughs> you know who Prince... I yes, think, I know who the Princess Bride Okay, is. you said it in a way where I wasn't <laughs> sure. But then, of course, uh, Corey <laughs> Feldman, who... Uh, we discussed on the previous episode from many eighties and nineties films is in this movie as well. So, uh, first things first, after, uh, my space vampires kind of failed and then we had shitty pseudo vampires last week. Did I hit the theme? (laughs) Uh, yes, you hit the theme. Don't add anything else to it. Yes, you hit the the theme. theme. Yes. With flying colors. There is so much vampiring and fangs and crosses and sunlight and all of that stuff's here. Right? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, that's the, our review of Bordello of Blood. <laughs> the uh, well, Real quick, the IMDb synopsis says, The Grip Keeper returns to tell the story of a funeral parlor that moonlights as a vampire bordello. This fucking film was written 33% in its completion by Robert Zemeckis. What the fuck? Yeah, um, which is what? crazy. Like, what so the if fuck? you Zemeckis of, uh, you know, Back to the Future, Forrest Gump fame. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Zemeckis, uh, you know, he he's on a... Uh, He's on an eight eight headed Mount Rushmore of of eight headed uh, Mount Rushmore of directors yeah, of, of directors, yeah. Okay, but I fill mean, it out. Who are the other ones? Okay, Hitchcock, Spielberg, Zemeckis. No, fuck Hitchcock, man. Get that guy out of here. Okay, um, I'll, I'll put Spielberg up there. Uh, let's put Tarantino up there. Oh God, I <laughs> cut his face off of my Mount Rushmore. Uh, let's put um, uh, who else? Oh God, yeah. Um, Alfred no, no, no. Hitchcock. <laughs> no, there's a. Uh, um, all right, so we got Spielberg. George, put George Lucas up there. Okay, um, I can get behind that. Uh, let's go with uh, Scorsese. Yeah. Put him up okay. there. Okay, three left. All right. Um, damn. Put Nolan up on that motherfucker. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, let's go with. Um, damn. Who's who's another one? Who's another fucking director? All right, I'm out. Of, I'm out of directors. Alfred Hitchcock. All right, okay. so Alfred. All right, put him no. up there. Yeah. All right. Now fill, you got one the, more. All right. All right. Uh, Gilbert Adler of Bordello Blood fame. <laughs> yeah. Put that. Put that motherfucker. Put that. Oh, either that face or Patrick there. Loser. I mean, one of those. Right. <laughs> nah. For me, we got to go Hitch. Spielberg, um, the Fairley Brothers, fucking um, M Night Shyamalan. Okay. <laughs> uh, who else do I get like excited for? That's about it. That's my <laughs> four. Um. Anyway, so let's stop avoiding talking about this film, and let me ask you: This is your first time watching Bordello of Blood. Yes. What did you think? Just from a yeah. All level. right. All right. So. Um, I was all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my uh my lowlights first. Uh, my lowlights was we got very little. Um, what's his face? 
in this film. Um, Corey, uh, Corey Feldman. Feldman. Yeah. And, and, and like watching the, the trailer, I thought like, we're going to get a lot of Corey Feldman. We got very little Corey Feldman, which was disappointing. Um, uh, other disappointments, um, just kind of the outlandish story, but I don't think it's a disappointment because I knew what I was going into. Right. Um, uh, it's 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 a it's okay. No, it's, it's okay. You're allowed to like it. You're allowed I, to. I didn't. Watched, I didn't hate it. That's you're a, that's allowed for sure. to have watched Bordello of Blood and be like, all right, that was fun. I enjoyed myself for the hour and a half uh, that it uh, ran. Okay. All right. So disappointment. The the computer animation or computer graphics cg uh, in this film it was not good um a lot of practical gore though there is a lot of practical and so that's one of my highlights is the practical gore or the just practical effects and uh i thought the the main highlight in this film for me was Was dennis miller a dennis miller (laughs) um there was a lot of tits in this movie uh for sure yeah the tits the the tit the tit uh, meter the boobometer like, broke. Yeah, the the, the boobometer. We need to replace broke. it because of this film. <laughs> like like um, showgirl levels of yeah. boobs, but actually, like even the the density, like it was more frequent. Like showgirls is a long movie, and you got to wait forever to see any boobs. But this is just like here you go. This is what you're here for, and you're like, well. I watched yeah, well, the Tales from the Crypt movie called Bordello of Blood, which if you don't know, a bordello is like a brothel or a, <laughs> an establishment where sex workers can be paid for, uh, what did I say, vaginal reciprocation. Yes. Uh, but no, Den- I thought like Dennis Miller made this movie completely watchable um, with just his presence, maybe. I, I, I'm, I'm not a big Dennis Miller fan. I'm really not, because this is his character this is his shtick like right yeah if you've seen any dennis miller in any movie this is what you get right and the thing is that it kind of works in this world in this movie of such absurdity to have one cynical guy grounding things and to kind of point out this is batshit what the what the hell is happening? And it just but that, works. But it's enough. That's the thing is that yeah. he's the only cynical guy. He's the only grounded guy in this film. And because he's the only grounded guy, his character is, uh, his character stands out more than anybody else's. So, well, his, there are, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, also, I'm we'll have from, to get into Chris Sarandon's character because I loved, loved it. Uh, it just, Dennis Miller's presence to me, um, and I I really had never like I'm not I'm not a Dennis Miller guy. Like I've seen a handful of stuff that he's in. Um I remember him from his like two season stint on Monday Night Football. Oh boy. Uh, I've, Whose I've, idea was that? Right. It's a terrible idea. But um I've seen some of his stand up. And like he's just not a he's not a dude that like I get a reaction for you what's know. Your, what's your favorite Dennis Miller film? Probably this one because yeah, this is the, the only net, one I can right? remember. Sandra Bullock. <laughs> it's like I don't I don't keep track of Dennis Miller. Films. I think I've seen two Dennis Miller films: this and The Net, starring Sandra Bullock. Oh, was he in The Net? Yeah, yeah he was, he was the like net. the the guy she meets 
who's like a hacker, but I don't know. He doesn't really do much for me. Yeah, no, but like here, I thought he's very capable in his in the role. And so while this movie is going in all corners of of the the genre of horror slash vampire slash camp, like Dennis Miller is progressively on screen enough for me to go, okay, all right, we're back with Dennis Miller. Okay, let's have some fun. But it's um, not. It's you don't all only need Dennis Miller because Corey Feldman I think is really entertaining as well. Yeah, There's but he's a, not in the movie long enough to okay. for me to really care about him. Sure. However, when uh, the the scene at the bar, right, where there's this drunk guy and he is overacting in the best possible way. Here's to getting laid sooner and later. <laughs> Boys, I know a place not too far from here. You can get the best goddamn piece of ass in the whole goddamn world. They got girls that'll do things there aren't even names for. Why don't you get fucked? <laughs> I'm talking about getting fucked so good you might be able to crawl three days later. Okay, okay. Sounds pretty intense, all right, man? 325 Beaumont. Ask for the Cunningham. Wait. You have to just watch it. That's not even, he's more over the top than that. It's so funny. Like, because he's like almost on like cocaine and just like, ah, so insane. And he tells Corey Feldman and his friends about this brothel where you can go. And it's at this funeral home. And you say you're there for the, uh, the Magnolia wake, I think, or the something like that. Sure. And then they take you in the back, this really awesome, like, butler guy played by Aubrey Morris. He's great, too. Like, he has that sort of monstery, huh? Prelude to what's to come, hey. sort of vibe to him that he's really entertaining and fun while he's on screen. He, like, dumps him in this, he, I, like, he's having fun sending these people to their doom. And it just kind of, is this full total package of just over the top wonderful goodness to me? <laughs> I mean, that's one way to put it. Yeah, uh, over the top goodness. Well, this movie has a bad reputation that I didn't know it had. Like when I saw this movie years ago, when it came out, I really liked it. Now, as a teenager, and there were lots of boobs, so I'm sure that sure. played a part. Yeah. And this is before you could just go on the internet and just look at them whenever you wanted, although you could, but it was slow. Anyway, never mind that. But mm. um, I remember really enjoying it and liking it as much or more than Demon Knight, which Demon Knight was successful. This was a horrible bomb, which is why you've never seen another Tales from the Crypt film. But apparently this production was a shit show to the degree where the people who made it created a podcast just talking about what kind of a horror like just everything that could go wrong went wrong different writers and just it just had no real direction i guess and it's amazing it turned out to be 
for as lack coherent, of a better term, cohesive. Yeah. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> at the very least, it's not a jumbled mess. Or maybe just the basis of the over-the-top nature of it, it didn't matter the shortcomings because it was just like a film for people with attention deficit disorder you know people who can't pay attention to something for very long this movie is flashing lights and i think it yeah. was on the american made episode where i just i just like anything with flashing lights and that's what this is it's just like here we go and then it, you're just on you're on the races and it just doesn't stop well and, and this this type of film which is a it's very largely camp um and comedic to an extent it's like, you know, you don't cast Dennis Miller as the, the star of your film if you don't want it to be somewhat funny. Yeah, yeah, because this is all he does. Right. Like, he doesn't have any actual acting chops. Right. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, he's a capable actor, I guess. I, I mean, I don't. I haven't seen enough of him to in, in, a, in serious roles to, or any roles um, to actually really comment on his acting ability but like i've seen enough of him to be like okay well i know he was popular enough in the 80s and early 90s to for universal to say hey let's put him in this as the star of this film and see where it goes yeah like i said deep and night did well but the only like actual major player in that was billy zane and he wasn't right. a big name right you know like most people i say billy zane they might not even know who that is but like titanic i don't even think it happened yet but maybe no. it did but he um what was that what was that um the phantom was oh, that the superhero Lord, yeah movie? I, yeah i don't think anybody knows him from that but uh <laughs> he was the yeah. main he was the main actor he was the phantom but nobody saw the phantom right it's not like, you know, <laughs> Superman. It's the Phantom. It was but an early 90s superhero movie. Billy Zane is actually really great, and he's really great in that movie, and he kind of yeah. carries it. Um, also, there's a new podcast called Uncle Drank, which is he does the narration on. It's really funny. It's a huh. really funny podcast. Um, anyway, but that, I think going from him to Dennis Miller, I think Dennis Miller was much more of a household name than Billy Zane was. It would surprise me because the first film was a success that his budget's bigger and that's why they got someone like Dennis Miller. Yeah, no, and that, and that makes sense. Um, but also, I think Tales from the Crypt uh, title or just um, brand of filmmaking, maybe? I don't know. No, um, I, it is a brand. I mean, yeah. it gets like... If someone's like, we're making a horror movie, okay. But if you say it's a Tales from the Crypt movie, there's a certain level of cachet that comes along with right. that. That's why you right. put it on there. Um, although I would say as someone who watched a lot of Tales from the Crypt, neither of these movies really feel like an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, um, I, re I remember uh, various Tales from the Crypt episodes where... The cats, the one with the cat with nine lives, that's the best one. It's really, really good. I don't, I don't, that doesn't ring a bell. The but. guy basically gets an operation, and the, the thing that gives cats nine lives, the doctor takes it out of that guy and puts it, or takes it out of the cat and puts it into a guy so he can die. 
nine times. Well, huh. eight times, right? Because the ninth time you're dead, dead. Um, I don't want to give away the plot twist, but it's really good <laughs> and it pays off so well. It's only been out for 40 years. All right. So um, what happens is he, because he can now die nine times or, or total, you know, obviously the ninth time you don't want to do it because you're stay dead, but he gets a career doing like escape, you know, artist stuff where they'll like tie him up and drop him in a bucket and he'll drown. But he'll literally drown in front of the audience and they'll they pay their money to watch this guy die. But mm. then he comes back to life. So he mm. does this seven times. And then um, on the eighth time, so he's figured, OK, this will be my last trick. I'll make my my boatload of money and then I'm done. So he the whole time he's narrating the story from this coffin. So they bury him alive in a coffin underground. And the start of the episode is him narrating the story. And the end is like, yeah, it's been quite a life. It's too bad that that cat had to die to give me my nine lives. And then he goes, wait a minute. That cat died. And then he starts beating to get out of the coffin as the camera goes away. And then it fades to black and the credits roll. It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> okay. okay. He's dead now because he didn't keep, right. he didn't account for the cat's death and now he's right. dead. He, he, math was not good for him. No. Um, no, like I, I, uh, I think Tales of the Crypts, uh, the brand, um, likely saves this film in its heyday. Uh, it didn't save it. This well, no, no, no. What I'm saying terribly. is that, is that like without the Tales from the Crypt brand in front of this title, um, this is probably a C move, C list movie at best, and we're probably not talking about it right now. Um, uh, yeah, I, I for sure for me because I wouldn't have gone and seen it because I was a Tales from the Crypt guy. Right. I wouldn't have gone to the theater to just watch some vampire movie. But right. because it was Tales from the Crypt presents Bordello of Blood, I was like, hell yeah. You know, like, I love Tales from the Crypt. I'm going to go watch that. When I also think we didn't we didn't get enough of the uh, the Crypt Keeper. Um, like, That's par for the course, though. Like, yeah, no, I know, but... <sighs> I, how'd the, you like his segment with the mummy, right? I mean, no, it was fine. It, it was, was it was good. It, it was funny. Um, you and know like who that the, mummy was? No, who was it? The actor that played him, at least from what I... I might have to research it because I could be wrong, but I don't think so. He plays death in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> Wait, what, who was the actor? I'll have to... I'll look it up. No, the... But, like... So, this movie's weirdly broken up into, like, when it first starts, we get um, kind of, like, Indiana Jones-ish uh, type... And, and it's probably done that way on purpose. Uh, William Sadler. William Sadler, yeah. He was in um, Shawshank. He played Haywood. Oh. And yeah, I, I, I want to say he was in Demon Knight. He was the lead in Demon Knight. Let me double check that. But, um, you know, we, we get uh, the start of this film where a group of, uh, you know, uh, what do they call them? Artifact hunters, or what? What's the what's the proper name? Yeah, Tre uh, treasure hunters. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. but they're they're led by uh, the the little person. What's his name? 
I instantly I recognized know. him from like he was in uh, Seinfeld I only from Bordello of uh, Blood. Okay, did you, did you watch Seinfeld? No. What? I did not watch Seinfeld. Holy sacrilege! Did it come um, through that time? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, I recognize him from Seinfeld because he was uh, one of Kramer's uh, la- kind of like cohorts. Um, Is from- that Phil Fondacaro? I don't, I don't know. I name. believe so because Phil he's credited Fondacaro. for being in Willow. Yes, uh, Star yeah. Wars, Garbage Pail Kids, stuff yeah. where he, uh, as a little person, he would be in those roles. Yeah, and so he's like leading this group of, uh, you know, grave robbers slash grave robbers. No, there you go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's got this. Um, what is it? It. What does he have that he puts in the? The skeleton of the the vampire. The heart. He has that. So the, no, he doesn't have the heart. He has. No, he has the heart. The, it's cut into four pieces. Remember, he okay, opens the yes, box. Yes. And it's actually, I like this. Like, it's in four pieces. And then he slides these things apart. And then the heart joins together. And he puts it in the corpse of Lilith, the basically the, the baddest bad. vampire right. of all time. Yeah. And, uh, you know. She comes nope. back and murders some bitches. But, like, the movie starts in this way, and then it cuts to Crypt Keeper and the mummy. And then we get, like, some, so, you know, some slapstick-type, you know, stuff. I'll be honest. I didn't like that as much. So, like, in um, Demon Knight, they do it better, I think, because they're telling a totally different story. And then it cuts, and it's the Crypt Keeper as the director of the film, and, you know, he's... Then they lead... What happens at the very beginning in that sort of prologue has nothing to do with the main story in Demon Knight. And this, it's it's the beginning of the story. Right. And then he goes into saying, you know, he does his little thing with the mum, and he's like, I call this story Bordello of Blood. And then the story starts. Now, if you're like me, and you've watched a lot of... Tales from the Crypt, you're you're expecting that that opening scene you can just kind of forget about. That's what I thought. That's that's exactly what I thought. But then no, it <laughs> you don't, and that's actually your introduction to you know the the one of the main players of the story. And so I thought the 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 Crypt Keeper opening was a, a bit out of place, having seen episodes of Tales from the Crypt, yeah. and and so like that threw me off. Um, the some of the characters like the um the televangelist guy oh. Oh. um i thought i thought he was really good oh he's great yeah chris and, sarandon and um, i wish i wish we got more of him in this film it's because i think yeah. he's 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 playing the part above and beyond he's playing it up he's overacting it's it's great it's he really nails this televangelist character I, to a T. Uh, so uh, Chris Sarandon, again, I said, is from you, most notably Prince Humperdinck from uh, Princess Bride, but he's also in the first Child's Play movie. Um, yeah, he's really great in this movie. I think it's one of my favorite performances he's done. You know, Humperdinck is good, but this is just such a complete character that I'm just all, I, I was over the moon for it. Yeah, and... 
I, I felt we didn't get enough of him or his character. And so, like, when he's on screen, like, you're, like, glued to the TV. And then, you know, he's not there long enough or, you know, the, the story shifts or the perspective shifts to his uh, his assistant, the main, you know, uh, female. Who is just who is terrible. dry. Right, yeah. She's, uh, she yeah, sucks. in a film that has this much character and i mean that in a very literal way like everyone is a big over the top sort of character she is just normal and like nothing she she's just there as hey my brother went missing who's Corey feldman help me find him and that is the extent of her character well, and she's the one, and I mean, ultimately, she's a plot device. So, you know, she hires Dennis Miller as a private private detective to uh, figure out what happened to her brother. And then she, you know, he kind of figures out, like, on the surface, you know, oh, hey, some, some crazy stuff happened. And, like, she, he goes back and tells her, hey, some crazy stuff happened. And then she's like, oh, okay, I'll tag along. But that's after, like... You know, she's like, oh, well, you know, just forget about it. Well, because so he's sto- like, your brother went to a brothel. And she's like, oh, yeah, that right, makes that, sense. Yeah, right. We're good. You don't need to follow up anymore. Um, But he's like, no, you don't understand. There's some wick because he breaks into this brothel because at first he goes there and the the butler's like, we're closed. You know, that wake is not available. Basically, we're closed. And so he has to break in and he looks around and he sees a guy get killed. The, the over the top guy earlier in the film, he gets killed because you find out he's like a pseudo vampire. Like they haven't fully converted him. So he gets all the shittiness of being a vampire, like being allergic to the sun and none yeah. of the benefits of it, yeah. uh, which is hilarious. Uh, well, he gets killed. But while this is happening, the damn uh, butler is like, operating on corpses and he's like flirting with this one lady this she's rotund, a very obese lady a rotund woman and he's like oh flirting with her and then he goes he boops one of the boots goes boop and then boops the other one boop and then he kind of walks himself anyway he cuts the <laughs> belly open and he smells the insides he's like oh it's crazy yeah. it's crazy uh it, just another scene that's just like this is when when we go back to dust till dawn this is kind of like you know that final 30 minutes of dust till dawn but it's the whole damn movie of just everything at the wall just the prosthetics dude. aren't as good though dust I till don't dawn know. there's some I think prosthetics dust dawn. in really bad prosthetics in dust till dawn sure Remember, sure yeah but regardless i don't think any of the prosthetics break anything in this movie um, I mean, no, there's there's some out of place kind of. You'll have to point it out because I I did, thinking back, I can't really think of anything that was just like, Ugh. well, you know, when uh, so Dennis Miller's in this house, he's he's there now, and um, a, a vampire woman sees him. I, I forget how how like their interaction, his first interaction with the vampire lady. And, was it the uh, main vampire lady? No, no, no. It was um, a completely different one. Was he down in the bordello yet? 
Yes, no, that, that's where he was. He was down okay. in the Bordello, and she starts stripping for him, and and you know, seeing like, hey, you want some? And and he's like, actually, um, I don't. But uh, and then she takes her top off, and she's got these massive boobs. Um, but then like, she turns into this like her just face only <laughs> turns into vampire face. And Is like this the, once he chains her up, yes, yeah. um, and like I'm like, oh, prosthetics are bad, um, yeah. and I'm, <laughs> and so like, uh, she's half of the movie is boobs and vampire faces, um, okay, so and it's not, problem? I mean, no, it's Pro- not, we're it's coming not. off of I can't beat off unless you tell me to, and. <laughs> Where nothing happens, and then this is <laughs> all boobs and faces, boobs and vampire faces. I like, I, I, not no. It's not that I wanted more. It's just that like some of the prosthetics during these scenes were kind of jarring. Um, and I don't know if it's because like this film was nineteen ninety six. So we're, I mean, we're getting into our our twilight years of like films being made with animatronics and yeah. prosthetics and and so like i was expecting maybe better prosthetics but um they blew their budget on dennis miller they blew their budget on women with huge tits um okay and <laughs> me thinking of who i'm podcasting with right now <laughs> I'm, I'm, thinking, just, I'm, I'm thinking that's a good call no, right. I'm, I'm saying okay. like it's there's nothing when wrong with that. When we started Vampire Month, this was like one of the things we knew was going to happen. Yeah, the boob and driver. the only person to pick a movie with no tatas was you. Hmm? Okay, you're as factually that is correct. I, I, I win is what we're saying. Okay, um, I'm saying that my man last week still had a relationship with a hooker. Um, yeah. How many so, were in this movie? <laughs> we're just talking <laughs> sex workers. I still win. Now, granted, Dustin Dawn added quite a few. Yeah. And then I had Naked Lady and Life Force, just one naked lady. But she had a, And I then mean, this movie's just yeah. like, you know what? All the naked ladies. Everybody's got their shirts off. Yeah. It's like me podcasting. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I mean, what did you think of what did you think of of Big Bad Vampire Lady? She's evil enough, but I, I, like she's I thought, not I that she memorable. Sucked. I thought she sucked. Is that like, a pun? No, because I didn't think the actress was that great. In yeah, I mean, I didn't think she was that memorable. Like, right. I mean, she has like over the top lines when she. What's the one she eats the guy's heart and she has like a pun? Eat your heart out, kid. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like. Uh, you know, like <laughs> I think maybe she could have gone for it a little more, you know, and and but so yeah, I do think that she is a weak point, which it's unfortunate because she's the main villain. And if you watch Demon Knight, Billy Zane is the main villain, and he crushes it. He's so charismatic in that movie, and I I, I really kind of wish she had really gone for it. Just don't be afraid to be crazy. And over the top, and just sell it, and I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. Oh, okay. Uh, mark that down in the win column. Yeah. Um, you hey, finally you, got one. 
Did, did you know Chris Sarandon uh, was nominated for an Academy Award for his supporting role in Dog Day Afternoon? I didn't. I've seen that. I didn't know he was in it. I didn't recognize him anyway. Yeah, he plays. Um, what's the guy? You see the cop? I don't know. Um, I'll look it up. It's been a while since I've seen it. Anyways, uh, yeah. But, um, so this movie has that going for it. Um, I just you know, there's ultimately this this film. Oh, and so Corey Feldman turns into a vampire. Um, oh boy, how can we get to the worst thing? <laughs> Maybe not the worst thing, but it's pretty close to being the worst thing. Yeah, so go ahead. Okay, so he turns into a vampire, right? Which is totally fine, you know. And his makeup doesn't look great, but yeah, no, it, no big deal. So while he's a vampire, they capture his sister, an evil main vampire ties his sister to uh, that rack thing, you know, some sort of S&M thing, and then starts to undress her and grope her. And her brother is there like, hell yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What the hell was that? (laughs) Really? Listen, I mean, I think that jives for maybe Corey Feldman. No, don't. Don't you. (laughs) Corey Feldman is not a weirdo like that. All right. It's weird. I think it jives for the character, like the vampiriness of him. He has no inhibitions. Now he's like hot for his sister. It just was like, okay, let's bring that back in. No, I mean, it was definitely weird. Um, yes. Oh, but the, the entire fucking movie is like, weird. But waiting for you to be like, whoa, what's the problem with that? Wow. But I'm glad you said it was weird. I thought so too. <laughs> um, what is Corey Feldman doing these days? Nothing. Music, um, I think. Um, really? Well, yeah, he has a band. It's garbage. Oh. No. Anyway, Anyways. I like him. I, I always enjoy his films. He's charismatic in whatever he does. And he rarely is in anything that's just f- full-on garbage. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> the... Uh, no, so uh, I mean, there's not there's not a whole lot to say about this the story. I mean, Corey Feldman dies. Um, the 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 bad the big the fight with the big bad between Dennis Miller and and the 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 big bad vampire lady. It's it's okay. It's just it, it's not very memorable. Um, in in the nineties. Yeah, like way they have this. Okay, so they we're we're unfortunately not spending enough time with uh, Chris Sarandon and his preacher. He's in this big church that looks like the church from the beginning of Face Off. Um, (laughs) You know, with all the yeah, with the choir classes and Castor Troy is groping the one lady and singing. It looks like that building, and. He's he's like the he's got a guitar on his back and so he's preaching and then he flips it around and it's like and shredding it's hilarious. Hey, and this this movie was made in 1996. Face yeah. Off was in 97. Could it be the same building? Absolutely, because if it's Nobody in LA knows. and they fi- or wherever I think this was filmed in Vancouver actually, oh. but if it's filmed, <clears throat> why do you know that? Uh, the podcast I was talking about before. Oh, okay. Um, well, Vancouver is the other 
Hollywood. It's the cheap Hollywood. Like if you want to film something, you do it in Vancouver. It's cheaper. I, I know that from various reasons, but anyway, um, it could be the same building. Uh, totally. I could see that being the case. Mm. Anyways, I just thought that was unique. Well, he has this giant Satan that comes out of the ground from behind him. And there's like a real laser. Why he uses a real laser. I don't know. But the whole thing is to be the spectacle at like whatever his big event is. And the laser supposed to shoot and kill the devil. Well, they use this laser against the main lady. And it sucked. I, I, the finale was f- okay. Really far fetched in a film that's far fetched. But <laughs> so you have to in order to kill her, you can't kill her like normal vampires. You have to cut her heart out and split it into four pieces. Otherwise, she's going to live. And how they do this is you just stab her with a trident and it's got four prongs and all the prongs have one piece of each. It's just perfectly done, you sure. know, um, which is whatever, you know, neither here nor there. The movie's out of control to begin with. Um, but it was kind of weird. No, it's it in a movie filled with weird shit. It was a weird choice uh, to have the lady go out like that but um she like we see the the film runs the gamut of like prosthetics to cg to like i don't even know what you would call it like when her tongue comes out of her mouth and i i think that was i don't know what that was right i think it was cg <laughs> it just looks and terrible. it goes all the way down that guy's throat <laughs> it just Ultimately, I think the movie does what it was setting out to do as far as be this campy uh, horror slash um, slapstick type uh, type film. But ultimately, I, I just... It's okay, Mark. You can no, like it. I, it's, it listen, it's, I, you, it's not that I hated it. It's just that like... I wish it would have leaned more into either the slapstick or the camp. Like, we got camp, but we didn't get enough of it in this film. I don't know. I don't know how much more I could tolerate. This. No, man. Like, the last 30 minutes of Dust from Dust Till Dawn, complete camp. 100% camp. Yeah, but that, but so, okay, what you're talking about, to go to food analogies, is like you made a peanut butter sandwich. And from Dust Till Dawn is all the peanut butter just stuffed onto one end of the uh the sandwich right so you get a big bite lots of peanut butter but the rest of the sandwich is just bland this is the peanut butter spread evenly throughout maybe you don't get a bite with as much peanut butter but you get peanut butter in every bite that's what this movie is but i'm saying like if it had been a a more uh filling peanut butter sandwich i would have enjoyed it more okay fair enough I had a great time. I loved it. Also, so after they defeat the lady, this part doesn't make any damn sense, but I'm going to go with it. So after they defeat main vampire lady, they're in the car. And, uh, you know, so the, the romance is sparking between the main bland woman and Dennis Miller. And so he goes in to kiss her and he rubs his hand up her thigh and he sees two fang marks and she All turns right. out to be a vampire and that's the end of the film All well right. then you get your outro with the crypt keeper which i can't really remember anything about other than the uh, mummy he, was decapitated right that's it yeah so um 
I didn't. What what didn't make sense about that is she would have already been a vampire during the final fight with main vampire lady. Why did she not switch sides? Like, why did she just kill the vampire lady? Maybe she hadn't turned yet. That's what it is. Sure. I answered my own question. She hadn't turned yet, so <laughs> that makes sense. We're okay. making up rules as we go along. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a perfect film. Yeah, uh, I clearly really enjoy this. This is just what I like. You know, just I didn't have to do anything but just sit there and watch it and let it happen to me and uh it was quite fun and i will watch it again uh because it's it's just good it's enjoyable nonsense and sometimes we just need that turn your brain off watch bordello of blood <laughs> the uh uh come for uh cory feldman that was weird um um not- stay for dennis miller i don't know yeah um, so I definitely recommend it. Mark doesn't sound like it's going to get, no, I'm not going to recommend it. I, although I didn't hate it. Like I thought I might have. Um, I, just, I really was ready for you to hate it, but no. And like, while I'm watching, I'm like, damn, I don't hate this movie. Uh, but I do wish that there were more, like it leaned in more into what it was, what it was. I don't um, know how it, it would have fallen over if it did. <laughs> like if it leans any further, it's just, but all right. <laughs> To each their own. I loved it. I I, I will watch it again. But uh, that means, while it is technically the end of, I mean, it is the end of Vampire Month, we are Vampire. planning to yeah. come back for a special Halloween special of Rob Zombie's The Munsters. Yeah. It's going to be releasing on Netflix, or it's already out by now on Netflix, so you can watch it. And it looks like it's going to be real, real bad. Even you have to admit, it does, watching it looks, that it looks terrible. It looks awful. We should just uh, watch Hoobie Halloween instead. But no, we'll do that next year. All right, put it on the books. But this looks so bad. Uh, I can't wait to shit on it. But as this is the last episode proper for the month, it means it's draft night, boys. Oh, it's draft night, and we're going on a road trip. We're looking for road trip movies where characters start at one place and are trying to go somewhere else, and it tells the story along the way. Are one of us going to blow it this month? Almost assuredly. But <laughs> I'm going to try to make sure it's not me. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, am, am I picking first? You picking first? What, I am editing this episode, so I will concede to you. Okay, so I get to start us out. All right. So I got. I, I have three that I definitely want to watch. And I think here's I got I got I no, I got to start us out with with a with yeah, a great here's one. Here's what I'm going to propose to you. All right. It's just there if there's one of them that you think I would want to watch in lieu of one of my others, after <laughs> you pick your second film, tell me what's left and I will decide if maybe I want to do one of those cuz I'll be honest, okay. I'm not super excited about my slate of films. Okay. So maybe if you've outdone me, uh, I'll concede and pick one of yours. But all right, just keep things different, you know, make it yeah. a little exciting. Sure. But first um, up, you're up. So, I, you know, I was thinking about, hey, what are what are some good road trip movies that may not be billed as like road trip movies, but they're definitely road trip movies. Like you watch it, and you're like, oh, these dudes are going all over the place well, together. That's- I mentioned Dumb and Dumber, right? Yeah. Generally not considered a road trip movie, but it's a road trip movie. They leave where they are. They go to Aspen. 
and there's hijinks along the way. Right. But it's not, nobody thinks of it that way. Well, we're going to start out the month with the 2000 classic. Really? 2000? That's kind of old for you. It is. I'm, I'm digging into the bag deep. Directed, this movie is directed by the Coen brothers. And it's starring George Clooney, John oh, Turturro, okay. Tim Blake never. Nelson. We're going to watch Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I've never watched it. Oh, you, I, oh my God. I've started no, it. No, no get the like, fuck out of here. I don't think this is for me. Oh, God. Are you I serious? I'm serious. You, I, I, picked, I picked a movie from 2000 that literally everybody on the planet has seen, and you haven't? Well, in 2000, so, okay. I'll tell you, for honestly, there's a window of like 2000 to 2004 where I really didn't watch that many movies. Um, I just, this movie was everywhere, bro. I know it was. I just didn't watch movies that much. Like, like these dudes, George Clooney, John Turturro and Tim Blake Nelson released a, isn't John Goodman in that? John Goodman is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they released a song on the radio for this movie. I remember that. I'm familiar with the song. Or at least that rings a bell. <laughs> I'm like, I'll, uh, this movie is fantastic, and I haven't seen it in its entirety in a good probably ten years. But everything I remember about this movie it just makes me smile. Um, Great! I- I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm man. sure it's good. I I just never gotten around to it. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. All right. So, and it's 2000, so it's a little bit older, which I'm for, you know. But <laughs> do you think it's old enough for me? Uh, it's, it's probably right in your wheelhouse. It's not old enough for me. So we're getting oh, back God. in the time machine. Damn it. We're going back to 1981. Are you serious? Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> we're going back to 1981 and we're going to see, uh, let me, let me tell you what this is. You tell me if it sounds good. Okay. All right. Now get the, I should have said this before I said 1981 cause you just automatically do, but a laid back <laughs> American truck driver in South Australia starts to suspect a man driving a green van of killing is killing young women along his route and proceeds to play cat and mouse game in order to catch him red handed. I have no idea. It stars. I, I think that's Stacy. Yeah. Stacy Keach. I don't, I don't know who that is. Oh, you'll, when you, you see him, you'll recognize him. Uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis back okay. again okay. off the back of, <laughs> prom, prom night. night remember that <laughs> we're back baby we're gonna watch from 1981 road games I've never i've never heard of this film i've not i don't know anything that I, you know what i know i just know i just saw jamie lee curtis and it's old as shit and you hate it so here we go and i hate it that's the prerequisite hey, no, it's got it. a much better metacritic review score and I told you I wasn't that excited about my movies. That's the one I was most excited about. All right. Damn it. We're, you're going you're gonna to force me to not pick the movie I want to pick. Well, like I said, if you want to try to get one that... Because, listen, my last two, I only had three. And neither of them, uh, you know, they don't bring me road game style joy. All right. So go well, ahead. You, you right. do what you think is best. I, I gotta pick us. I gotta pick us back up from whatever the bullshit was you just picked. Nineteen eighty-one. Um, uh, I gotta. I gotta go with. Um, what was this movie from? The oh, nineteen eighty-one. Another uh, two thousand flick. I uh, know it's mid two thousand. Two thousand seven uh, film. 
Okay. Uh, it's directed by a man named Walt Becker. Oh, yeah, the director of... Uh... Yeah, that one. Uh, it stars John Travolta. Okay, hold on. Road Trip Movie with Travolta. Oh, seven. Broken Arrow? Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence? Tim I Allen. Am... And William H. Macy. Oh, God. Wild Hogs. Yes. What? Yes. You, you want to watch Wild Hogs? Listen, man, I got to save us from whatever the bullshit no. was you just picked. I got to save Hogs us. Wild Hogs is way. I, now, I've never seen road games, but I'm just going to go out and say Wild Hogs is garbage compared to road games. <laughs> Wait, so, Wait, you, so you've seen Wild Hogs? I've seen Wild Hogs. It's fine. But I, I, okay. Anyway, you sh- that's how you save us. Okay, no, so, we'll- the, so my last, my last film, uh, like, I, now, I've never I'll seen this, my last one. Had you left that on the board thinking I would pick it, you'd be dead wrong. Right. I know. That's why I picked it. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so what are your other, what's left on your list? What right. was the, the so ones? The, the, the one that I was picking between Wild Hogs and uh, this one is a film uh, called Nebraska. Oh, Lord. I don't know what it is, but I can tell you. Ja- no, I don't know. The name of it alone just sounds boring. Um, it, The IMDb synopsis is for it is... 2013, Will Forte? Yeah. Uh, an aging, booze-addled father makes the oh, trip from fuck. Montana to Nebraska oh, with his God. estranged son in order to claim a million-dollar mega sweepstakes marketing prize. This doesn't it's, look like a comedy. This looks like some shit where Will Forte is like, nobody takes me seriously because I'm a Gruber. I wanted to put white out up my ass. And he <laughs> did this. And he, oh, this Damn it. I wish awful. I would pick this one now. God, Too damn, late. Rocking a hard spot. I had a, I picked Wild Hogs. Yeah. Listen, hey, honestly, you picked right. I'm I'm more on board <laughs> with Wild Hogs now. You know, the, uh, Nebraska is a black and white film. Um, that doesn't bother me. I've watched every single Hitchcock film. <laughs> right. But no, like I've never seen it. And, and Bruce Stern either won or was nominated <gasps> for an Oscar. Stern. Yeah, he's he's one of the main actors in it. He's, he's the old Stern. man. Remember, remember that movie we watched together with Bruce Stern? No, which one? Oh, um, Family Plot. Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I love Brewster. He's great in that. But uh, am I back on hey, the clock? I, I guess. Okay. Don't worry. Pick something it's gonna, good. It's not going to be the eighties. Okay. Pick something. I can't promise good. that. Okay. I've not seen it. It's got a decent Metacritic review. All right. From two thousand one. Okay. Oh God. What? It's damn near thirty years old. Listen, you picked some shit from 2000. I know, but it's a okay. classic. No, what? Oh, Brother Wild Hogs? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, from 2001, written by J.J. Abrams. Co-written. Okay. 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 Directed by some guy named John Dahl. I don't know who that is. It stars Steve Zahn. Oh, God. You know who that is? Yes, I know who that is. I, I like Steve Zahn, but. I do, too. And the late great Paul Walker. Steve's on Paul Walker. I don't know what that is. It here's the synopsis: three young people on a road trip from Colorado to New York. Road trip? Huh? This one's at least going to meet the criteria. Talk to a truck. What is this? Trucker month? Talk to a trucker on their CB radio, then must escape when he turns out to be a psychopathic killer. <laughs> 
We're going to watch Joyride. Okay. Hour and a half, baby. Do I know how to pick them? You're damn right I do. I mean, you may have shut saved shut. yourself. From what? From Listen, the- road games is going to be the shit. You already know. It's probably it's probably gonna be as bad as I think it's gonna be. Okay, it might be prom night bad. <laughs> it could be, but it could from be from nineteen eighty one. Eighties doesn't. Let, there's good shit in the eighties. There is good shit in the eighties. You gotta open your, your your mind up, man. I'm just saying that like <sighs> you can't know where we're going unless you know where we've been. Yeah, and that's true on a road trip. All right, so I'm gonna li- read you off a list of the films I were considering. Um, that weren't as serious as Nebraska. Um, Logan. Hell yeah. That was like, I didn't put it on the list, but I was like, damn, that counts. Yeah. Uh, I, I, had to look, totally I had to look up the synopsis to make sure. Like, no, that's a good choice. I love that movie. Uh, the Road. Don't know what that is, but it sounds like it works. Uh, it is a road trip movie. Um, they just never get in a vehicle. Um, oh, uh, Okay. They, I mean, they walk down foot. a literal wo- road. Yeah, so. I'm glad you didn't pick that. That sounds boring as shit. Uh, it's it's really good. It stars um, what's his face. Uh, yeah, sounds. Anyways, bad. um, the Mitchells versus the Machines. It's I, I would have been fine with an that. A- animated one. I I heard your review of it. Now you already reviewed it on a podcast, which is, I did. But that so. podcast is defunct now. It's it doesn't. Well, exist I was going to do Dumb and Dumber, and I reviewed that on a podcast. But, you know. <laughs> uh. A goofy movie. Mm. Sometimes, man, I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. Why? Because it's an animated movie? No, I like animated. Like, I didn't balk at Mitchell's, but the goofy movie? Yeah, it's literally a road trip movie All with right. Goofy and his son. Well, what that are the last you talking one? about? No, it's not the last one. Okay. Uh, and the movie called Wild, starring Reese Witherspoon. Okay. Um, I, That was probably far down on the list, though. Uh, yeah, so... My other two, well, one which was just not going to happen, but I thought about it, was watching Steven Spielberg's first film, Duel. Oh, God, I heard your review of that, and it sounds like garbage. No, it's not garbage. It's not great, <laughs> but it's interesting, at least. Uh, but the other one was going to be a comedy classic, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Okay, um, I would have been, been on board with that. I, I love... Ah? Uh, on board? <laughs> Yeah, it was. Ha- but I, I one thing I realized through reviewing movies on a podcast, comedies just don't lend themselves to discussion yeah. very well because yeah. it always breaks down to that gag was funny. Right. That gag was funny. Unless it's a piece of shit, then you can really talk about it. But it, it, great comedies just don't lend themselves to discussion. It always comes down to you should watch it. It's really funny. And if I describe anything about it, it's going to ruin these great punchlines. Just go watch the damn movie. So that's why I didn't pick that. Okay. But I'm excited for road games and joyrides. So let me write down our uh, our movies. So you did. We got oh, oh brother, where art thou? Brother, where are you? Question mark. Yeah. Uh, road games, and then you pick wild wild hogs. Listen, yeah. like. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah, no. I we're talking it, about we're talking uh, about a, a collective group of of comedians and no. Okay, and, H Macy is not a comedian. No, but he's not. But he's he's Travolta's not. Who's no, the only comedian? 
Well, Martin, Martin Lawrence, Lawrence and Tim and Tim Allen. Tim Allen's a comedian. Okay, fair talking? enough. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, so like, and this is Tim Allen in his like heyday. This is like Santa Claus Tim Allen. This is Home Improvement Tim Allen. So, um, okay, I didn't watch that crap. I mean, yes, I watched Santa Claus, <laughs> and then of course Toy Story. But uh, I didn't watch Home Improvement. Why not? Guys, I, I don't know. I watched the I Norm mean, show with Norm Macdonald. <laughs> True Carey. That's <laughs> okay. Uh, I also watched that show. Um, and then what did we finish with? Joyride? Joyride. Yeah. Paul Walker, the, the the late great, gone too soon, Paul Walker. How um, do you feel about You like Paul Walker, right? Yeah, no, he's likable. He's uh, he's very watchable. He's... he's uh, He's easy on the eyes. Uh, that is true. Uh, I don't think we're going to get a lot of boober dong. We might in road games. I could see there being some 80s boobage in road games, but I'm not certain. We're not getting any wild hogs, that's for sure. We're no, not getting any okay. wild hogs in wild hogs. <laughs> Which, oh, brother, where are they? No, that was PG-13. So we're probably yeah, I was PG. wondering because that seems like the sort of thing where they'd go into like a bathhouse yeah. and just some fat. You ever done that? Like... Never Where gone we to the live, We have the springs, not the bathhouse, but you, you go to like a public swimming area and then you take your ass to go change your clothes. And there's always some naked old guy there. Yep. Dick yep. out. Sh- shuffling, shuffling. His and feet. you're like, fuck, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> come on. It's like, God damn it. Um, yeah, no, I've never, never stumbled in upon old man dong. Um, oh, too many times to count. But then again, yeah, I weird. went swimming at a nursing home. So anyway. <laughs> if you want to get in, in touch oh, with, yeah. the, with the podcast, you can find us on Twitter. And I heard, oh, I'm about yep. to plug myself. Yep. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Movie Draft House, uh, where you can throw us some uh, some thoughts for themes for the month. Or if you've got music you want to you wanna see us plug, we appreciate that. And if you uh, you want to find Jeff on Twitter, uh, you can find him at Podcast by Jeff, where he's going to need a new podcast soon. I really am. No. <laughs> Why would I need another one? <laughs> he's going to need a podcast with like another hole in the head. Yeah. I think I'm good. I, I So the thing is, if I start another one, I might start hating podcasting. I really enjoy my podcast. <laughs> I really have myself fun right recording. to the edge. It's really great. But if I did another one, just like, shit, enough of this crap. <laughs> so I'm good. But I do have a second podcast called Spielberg Chronologically, where you can hear a review of Duel, first ever ah. Spielberg film, over on that channel right now. Um, we're doing Jurassic Park movies, all kinds of stuff. Listen, I was, not, I was not prepared for the, to be at the time of this recording. In the week of this recording, there not to be an episode of Spielberg chronologically. We kind of spoiled people. You did, like you we went like off eight bi-weekly. straight weeks. Yeah, with a podcast. don't worry. When we get to Jurassic Park, uh, there's a little more because there's a bonus episode coming up at Jurassic Park three and all that stuff. I'm just saying, you let your listeners down. So I let you down. Okay, no yeah. one else complained, <laughs> which I appreciate. You know what? Though I gotta say. I know you actually listen, and I know this because I messed up and uploaded the wrong audio one day, and you were the first person to ping me in the morning. Hey, bitch, you uploaded the wrong <laughs> shit. And I was like, damn. 
Which tells me you live. I appreciate that. <laughs> Listen, man. Like I know, I know you've heard it before, um, but you and and I, know, I know I've given you shit here on this podcast about it. The other uh, woman. <laughs> yes, uh, but you and Eric have a good dynamic. Um, very, you're both very uh, listenable. I don't think that's a word, but um, it is now. Yeah, but uh, like it's um, it's informative listening. Like that's mostly I, Eric. I'm just there to be like, ah, shit. <laughs> well, that's like so. You know, we talk about our podcast here, and you know, some of the some of our best moments have been our disagreements. And you listen, know, I, I re-listened to American Made. <laughs> I think that might be, even though at the time I felt bad, like I took it, I went too hard on you. <laughs> listening back, it makes for a good, entertaining listen, in my opinion. <laughs> no, it's just like you know, sometimes I, I you, you can point to the ep- the pig episode or you know where where we actually have informative discussion about these films <laughs> um and not and, and not just between. and then not we just, watch fucking bordello of blood right? <laughs> yeah talk about titties but uh no but like you and eric's dynamic is very informative and i appreciate that about about your podcast is because you're reviewing films that a large a large portion of your audience have seen multiple times likely mm-hmm. and um you know just just Tuning in and hearing something, hearing maybe a new perspective or, or like a, a tidbit about the film that I did not know, that like generally comes from Eric. But um, yes, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, you could tell. Like I mean, y'all, y'all sit down and you note it out and and maybe do a little research and and I appreciate that. So yeah, of course I listen. I appreciate and, you giving me some credit there, but that's all, Eric. <laughs> Um, but if you want to know what other podcasts that Mark likes, you can go find him on Twitter at I Heard You Liked. And Have you seen the trailer for the new M. Night Shyamalan movie? Yeah, I mean, it looks vaguely vaguely good. Um, I don't care. It's, he's this guy, and I've said this on maybe even this podcast, but certainly on Spielberg. He's a guy who it doesn't matter how shit the last movie was. Old was garbage. It was garbage. And yet... I'm like, oh, this tr- this trailer looks kind of interesting, and then yeah. his name flashes on the screen, and I go, oh, oh, oh shit! Like I'm just on board all the way, and if he lets me down again, it doesn't matter, right? Because I'll be on board for the next one. I just love his movies. Well, and you know, you know, you're likely getting some some twist. Dave Batista, right? Dave Batista wearing glasses. I um, mean. What else do you want? I don't know, man. But uh, Dom Hall Gleason's in that. Um, Is he one of like disciples? Yeah, yeah. I got a very religious yeah. sort of feel, and th- the the leads are a gay couple, so I don't know if that's going to play into it or not. You know, but we'll see. I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued. It looks intriguing. It does. Uh, I've I actually didn't know he was making like a new M Night movie was coming out anytime soon. So I didn't eat, like my friend sent it to me. And it's called Knock it, Knock on a Cabin or something like that. So immediately I'm like, oh, it's horror. I'm yeah. I'm interested. And I start watching. I'm like, it looks good. And then from M. Night Shyamalan, I'm like, well, shit. Now I'm going to watch this. <laughs> well, like in the whole tagline is like, choose your family or the world or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. it's going to be wild. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready for it. But, uh, but so uh, we'll be back on Halloween to review the monsters. <laughs> oh, this is going to be bad. Yeah, um, but it's, uh, you know what's not bad, Jeff? What's that? The music this month. Dude, the music this month 
is slap. so good. I've slap. put it on. Like you always pick good music, and there'll be songs though that just really are Jeff tunes. One of the ones I think of is "Something's Got to Give" by the Schizophonics. Yeah, loved that track. Listen to it all the time. It's on several of my playlists. Push from Equally Opposite is on a lot of my playlists now. I dig this jam so much. Yeah, they're they're really good. Um, hit the show notes. You want more of them. Uh, I know they'd be appreciative of new ears. Uh, they've uh, they're like they're all over my TikTok now. Like I've been watching so much of their videos. Like, yeah, you sent me one. I don't have a TikTok account. I still was able to watch it. I really liked it. Like seeing their faces, and I mean, it just they it's so cool. They're cooler yeah. than us, yeah. and they let us use their music on the pod, which is just yeah. awesome. You know, I uh, when I originally messaged them after I saw their TikTok, I messaged them on TikTok. I don't know who I was talking to. I don't one of the which two. of the pair, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but equal um, or opposite, you're not sure. <laughs> but like, I was like, hey, you know, I, I gave them the spiel um, of the podcast, and I was like, hey, we're just trying to help, you know, some some independent artists, much like ourselves, uh, you know, get more listeners. And and like whoever I was talking to was like, oh my god, that's so great, man. We are so appreciative. Uh, please, you know, uh, try to help us plug the the tiktok account and 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 this and that it it was and that to me is probably the best part about you know interacting with whoever i'm interacting with with these bands is that like they're like so supportive of they're talented and down to earth which is normally like not the case like you and i are down to earth but talent you know Uh, we watch like bordello of blood (laughs) i mean (laughs) <laughs> we we gave Corey Feldman acting credit on this podcast. Why are so. you hating on Corey Feldman? I'm just saying, like, I don't think get him and Corey. And Corey we are um, going to do Corey Feldman month. No, we're not. The hell we aren't. <laughs> okay, new rule. Here we go. Birthday month. What's your birthday month? November. Birthday month. You pick the theme. Okay. Huh? Mine's right. July. All right. Yours is November. So next November <laughs> or next July, Corey Feldman month, unless I change my mind. Oh, uh, fine. I don't care. Um, so, yeah, catch us next week. When we, when we uh, uh, oh, Catch us next week as we catch- review the Munsters, but then catch us in two weeks. As we get into the road trip month, uh, starting out the month with a bang, starting out your uh, your your Thanksgiving month, you we're giving get, thanks to the Cohen brothers pods. for making uh, right two pods that for the price week, of on one. On the Monday, you wake up, yeah. you listen to the the Munsters review, you do your trick yeah. or treating, and then on yeah. Thursday you're at work, bum yeah. that you know Halloween's over. But hey, you oh got brother, where art thou? Oh brother, yeah. where art thou? In yeah. your queue, like yeah. and subscribe. <sighs> All right, Jeff. Uh, close us out with some words of wisdom. I don't. I never have them, but I will say the last episode. What did I close uh, at the end of American Made? What did I say? Something about dick and balls. Yes. There. Oh, you had the wisdom this month. Week. Day. I feel good, huh? I feel good. Well, you fuck with me now, I'm too late. Now I'm late. Uh, 
You the lamest to date, man. It should've been a quarter, cause you fucking too fake. All these bitches parasitic and cynical, slimy living. And they try to dig it dirty, they did it to Johnny Lenny. I'ma live and take what's given, then get the cake with filling. I'ma get someone to handle the dishes, tell me what's missing. Like, you can blame them, they don't know no better. Blood money, yeah, baby, that's no, no cheddar. Lost my job the other day, get down vocal with that, but growing my wings before I hit the ground, no clicking my feathers. Like, oh no, oh no, sweet.